Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now launching Mackie and Judd. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? I did expect them there. And, uh, you know, some things that have been reported are correct. Some are not. So, you know, and it's not uncommon uh, when players scrimmage that, you know, there'll be some talk. And so it was competitive. You guys, for you, your job is the drama. We're, you know, our job is to get ready to play. So I understand you got a job to do. We have a job to do. And that's what we have to do. We're not going to get into daily behavior and, and stuff like that. We know what we have to do in practice. We understand how we have to practice. Uh, and that's what we're going to focus on. I'm not going to get into all that stuff. That's, that's you guys. You know, I'm not answering to all the rumors and stuff that gets put out. It's garbage. Is Jimmy leaving? Can Tibbs let him go? These are the days of our Wolves. The Wolves have spoken. You just heard Tibbs today from uh, after the shootaround in Milwaukee where the Wolves will finish the preseason tonight talking to the assembled media that was there about what transpired two days ago. And uh, let's go back to this one, Manny Hill. Let's go back to what is my, I think, favorite soundbite from the five that you pulled from his uh, post-shoot-around access Mm -hmm. and the amount of delusion that is at work here. And I repeat, it's delusional behavior. You guys, for you, your job is the drama. You know, our job is to get ready to play. So I understand you got a job to do. We have a job to do. And that's what we have to do. We're not going to get into daily behavior and, and stuff like that. We know what we have to do in practice. We understand how we have to practice. Uh, and that's what we're going to focus on. Okay, so daily behavior. So it's our fault that we're harping on <laughs> what happened that we found out about that ESPN reported on Wednesday. But what about, Tibbs, what about the guy who who called Rachel Nichols on Tuesday night and told her to haul ass to get here so he could do a sit-down with her after he melted down on purpose on you and your team on Wednesday. I mean, what about Jimmy Butler, Tommy? What did you think of Jimmy doing a national interview right after that practice? It is what it is. It's, you know, in today's world, you know, this is what, you know, there's, it's, it's a different world. You know, it's... There's all the social media, it's the accessibility, it's, you know, it is what it is. So, 
Um, you know, I have no problems with a, with a guy uh, doing interviews. It's, it's what happens, you know. And, you know, you, I want the team to be first. So when he does, though, Tom, and we pay attention to it, what about that? You guys, for you, your job is the drama. We're, you know, our job is to get ready to play. So I understand you got a job to do. We have a job to do. And that's what we have to do. We're not going to get into daily behavior and, and stuff like that. We know what we have to do in practice. We understand how we have to practice. Uh, and that's what we're going to focus on. I just love the Honest daily to God. behavior. But, on, no, no, but, but wait, wait, wait. It's not, you know what? At this point, it's now not funny. Because this buffoon, this idiot, this circus clown is is allowing Jimmy... Bu- Listen, just say, Tom, here's what you should say. He needs to take control of this No, situation. here's what he should say. He, no, he's lost all control. Let's admit to it. He's just lost yeah. control. Here's what he needs to say. I will not criticize Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler essentially is right now running this team. I have as little to do with this team as is humanly possible. I've lost the respect of my players, and I don't care about that. Do you know why I don't care? Because the only person I care about is Jimmy Butler. I have, I don't know how I have a job. I am certainly not qualified for this job. I might not be, I'm damn near incompetent right now, if not incompetent. But just tell the truth. Just to blame the media, and then to be asked directly, well, what about the guy that set this into motion and to not say a thing about that, criticizing him, just admit that you've lost all control. Admit that. Well, he's not going to admit that. No, no, but I'm saying he should. He should at this point. He looks like an idiot. He's a he. He might as well put on a. He might as well put on a a big a big funny looking wig, a big nose that can be honked, some big shoes, and the clown suit. He's a clown. He's a complete clown. And yeah, at, yeah. at this point in time, what's what's he... Go- okay, so let's say you went up to him and said, Tom, you're a clown. What's Tom going to do? Get mad at you? If Tom Thibodeau got mad at anybody in this town right now, you would absolutely crack up in his face. He has well, no respect. If you go up to him and say, if you do go up to him and say that, he'll just say this. You guys, for you, your job is the drama. Yeah. You know, our job is to get ready to play. That's that's probably but, what he would say. Okay, let's dissect this more. If you're one of his players, what he just said, our job is to get ready to play. He has no interest in that. If it doesn't include Jimmy our Butler. Our job is the drama, man. Yeah. But they're doing nothing to get ready to play. This when is it, that, well, it's, it's it's like to your point though. He keeps you know he he says this. You guys, for you, your job is the drama. Okay, but it's to your point, Tibbs. Your guy, your guy created this drama. That's my point. But he's a that's why he's a clown. He's your a, guy created this. He is enabling a circus sideshow, which him and Butler are starring in. So just admit to it. At some point in time, just admit to it. Just say, you know what? I need Jimmy. I this, can't live without him. There's there's another thing. I'm, I'm going to play this other one, too, because this one was really interesting, just how kind of defensive it really became. It's how you view, like, what you want to pick and choose, you know, what people say. So, you know, I'm not going to comment on any of that because he's also praised a lot of guys, and that's never reported. So, um, you know, I know what you guys are trying to get to, and, for us, we just got to lock into what we need to do. Well, I know he's 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 also praised guys, and you guys aren't reporting that. What? Huh? Well, 
Like what? What? That's right. Like, quit. Quit attempting to act like you have any control. You've lost all control. Just, I, I just, just admit. Just admit to it. Just say well, I've lost all control. I have no. I I have no control anymore. I am a right now. I am a professional joke. That's what he is. He's a professional joke. He's a punchline. It's I just a gong show. I, I, it, you know, I mean, and this, I just, it, 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 it cracks me up when the media gets blamed. It, it always cracks me up when the media gets blamed because that's, that's always, that always seems to be when, when somebody's backed into a corner, whether it's a sports figure, political figure, whatever. We always see that, right? Where it's just all, well, dude, well, you sure. guys, you guys in the media, yeah. you know, you guys just want to, we're just focused. No, like, your, your, your guys, or in this particular case, your guy mm-hmm. is creating this drama, is creating this news. He showed up in practice and, okay, maybe, maybe it wasn't that big of a deal, but guess what? Somebody so, portrayed it as a big deal. So right, and, and he did. Somebody did. So let's so let's call a spade a spade, and admit that this guy is now he's incompetent. He is incompetent to hold the office of head coach of the Wolves. Some people are incompetent to hold the offices that they do in this world in this country. Tibbs is incompetent to hold this job. He is a joke. He is making, and he doesn't understand that what he did today makes him a bigger joke. Because you're right. Jimmy Butler is running this show. And and I would I would respect it if he said, guys, look, my credibility shot here, and I know it. And and the reality is, I don't think I can function without Jimmy. I I have to have him. And therefore, I am. I, I am a punchline to you. I'm a punchline to my team. You think these guys, you think, you think Taj Gibson hasn't lost all respect for this guy? You think Taj is sitting there being like, yeah, yeah, Tom knows what he's doing. These guys are all looking sideways and saying, either get me out, out of here or this is the greatest drama of all time. But for him to attempt to spin this thing and, and listen, if nothing else, Tom, and I, I said this back in, in the children's days too, at least go find an advisor to help you because you can't get up there and do what you just said, which is blame us. And then the follow-up question when you're asked about Jimmy then has to actually be a credible answer. It can't be, well, the pl- the player, I mean, the player can do wh- what he wants when the player drove the entire drama. Well, and and here's my here's what I would ask Tom Thibodeau too. Here's my question for him. So okay, so you say you say you have no problem with you know, Jimmy did the interview with Rachel. Well, here's something and I'll go back to this again. Here's something that Jimmy said in that interview with Rachel Nichols that I'm still completely baffled about. How soon after the season did you tell him how you feel? Four days. Four days after the season. Four. How clear were you? Have you ever known me to hide anything? <laughs> I'm just asking. Look, look what happened today at breakfast. Like that, I, I'm still baffled at that, Judd. How so? Well, just because it's clearly Jimmy Butler had a conversation with Tom Thibodeau about this shortly after the season. Sure. And and so my my question for Tibbs is like, why? What, what? What were you doing for the last three months? Oh, he was. He was. What were you doing? Oh, he was lying and, and being deceptive. He's not. No. And, and my Manny. thing is, is it? It is. It, like, he's not denying anything but that Manny, Jimmy said. I'll stop you right there. He's incompetent. <laughs> if you're incompetent, that means you're, you are... This, 
let's stop having rational conversations about this. These aren't <laughs> adults. They are incompetent children yeah. trying to play adults. He. The only question is, did he tell Glenn? What Jimmy requested four days after the Houston series, because if he didn't, then I'm telling you he's fireable with cause, which is a adult world business decision. But he, there's nothing to be baffled about. The man is something's wrong. Something's wrong. It's just that simple. Yeah. It, it, this is not a rational human being we're dealing with. But I just wish, for the sake of everybody involved, that. And these dummies would at least consult with somebody that could help them out with what their answers are supposed to be. Because he's here's the problem: he's not even a good liar. <laughs> I mean, ordinarily, yeah. ordinarily, if you're like him, you're a good liar. Be a, be a better liar. But he's not. But these, I mean, for this to be his stance today, for this, you you should first of all. I mean, I've talked to people. In the past day, who work in the in in the sports business in this town, who mm-hmm. are just well, they're either laughing or or saying, "Thank God this isn't me." But they're also, but then I say, "Well, wouldn't you do something?" And like, of course we do something. You wait forty eight hours, and Jimmy Butler controls the entire thing until this morning, and and this is what you get. You guys, for you, your job is the drama. We're you know our job is to get ready to play. That's what you get. It's our fault. Buffoon. Complete buffoon at this point. Embarrassment. It's our fault. It's all our fault. All right, let's do this. Uh, Let's take a break. Uh, Johnny Krasinski, the athletic, who has a fantastic piece that's on that website right now. In fact, this should make you subscribe with Kevin Garn. He talked to KG. Mm. And KG weighed in on a ton of things, including this, 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 whatever you call it that's going on with the Wolves. Johnny Krasinski joins us next. And then uh, Chris Long, Channel 5 Eyewitness News at the bottom of the hour. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. All right, sir. Help me out. I covered the 2010 Vikings, so I saw I saw dysfunction. I too. Yeah, I know. But here here's my question. You're you're close enough, not not in a non-professional, but in a professional way to this team. That you see the warts and flaws, and I'm sure for a long time now there's been things where you've been like, oh, that was really dumb or blah, blah, blah. But I just remember in 2010 with me, with with the Vikings, it got overwhelming to the point of I looked at the absurdity of what they did at times, and I thought, you know what? My dog could do a more effective job of, of orchestrating this team. What's this been like for you just to watch this? And From me, my term is an absolute gong show. Yeah, I think it, it is all of that, Judd. And, and you're right. I mean, like we've talked about this before, but this is a, an organization that is steeped in misfortune and mistakes and, you know, all of the slapstick hijinks that you could imagine. So I've seen a lot of things go wrong uh, for this team and this franchise over the last 15 years. Um, and I, but I do think this is right near the top, and I and I get people that push back on me and say, "Oh, the David Conn years were worse," and 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 there's all that, and 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 maybe to a degree that's true. But my argument is is that the stakes were never that high in the David Conn years. Yes, they were a total disaster, but they were a bad team that stayed bad. 
this is a this is a potentially really good team that has been thrust into chaos by all of this stuff, and that's why there's just so much more for this franchise to lose right now because you know they 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 just they thought they were coming out out of the gutter. They thought they were getting back to relevance. And now they're going back into it. Now they have Towns, they have Wiggins, they have some talent on the team that should mean that they don't turn into a 15 or 16 win team again, like we saw, you know, in the con and in the first year of Flip. But, um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a total disaster right now. There's no other way to put it. So, John, tell us. I mean, obviously, we want people to subscribe to the Athletic and 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 read the story that you have with KG, but. Just what what are some bullet points that you can give us on the conversation with KG and just sort of how how Kevin views this situation from afar? Yeah, well, um, I'll I'll clean up the language a little bit. Sure. Guys, yeah, yeah. So we don't have any FCC violations or anything, but um, you know, I talked to Kevin, and a couple things were abundantly clear here. One is, uh, you know, that he still has a lot of interest in this franchise that he still keeps his eye on it. And, you know, he's still close with Towns. He still thinks highly of Wiggins and Gorgie and some of the guys that he played with in his last couple of years here. But, um, you know, one thing that I was really wanting to talk to him about is, you know, we, we saw the kind of, we heard what happened with Jimmy Butler in practice and how he went at Tibbs and late and he went at players and he was, you know, flinging insults and, 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 and really getting into guys' faces and stuff like that. And, and if you know Kevin at all, that's what he did back in the day. And, you know, he was always in faces and, and, and cussing people out. And that's what he told me. He's like, look, I, I did all of those things. I, I cussed people out. I challenged people. But he said, but it was for the team. It was to raise people up. And the other thing that he brought up is, you know, while I was doing this is I never requested a trade. Everyone yeah. knew I was always in their corner and always had their backs. Jimmy Butler was doing this um, to try and get himself out of here. To It was the, the, the very definition of, of individual uh, concerns and selfishness that way. This isn't him trying to make people better. This is him trying to make life miserable so they say, I have to trade you. And so Kevin didn't like that, didn't like that it's been, become so public, um, you know, that all of this has kind of spilled into the public sphere. And, and you know, to, to that I would say, well, that's, that's the Wolves' fault because Jimmy Butler told them this was going to happen and they ignored it. And so that's more on Tibbs, Laid, and Glenn Taylor than, than Jimmy Butler. But all in all, it was he was not really a fan of how Jimmy Butler is handling this and 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 he just said, like, look, I, I, I don't think he's good enough to be able to do this. I don't mm. think he has the clout, is what he told me. So uh, he didn't hold back. There's no doubt about that. Did your sources really say that Tibbs enjoyed it, this display by Jimmy on uh, Wednesday? Well, certainly Jimmy said that. It's like, if I know Tibbs, he's sitting back and he's laughing. Now, I, will, I, do, I have talked to some people who have tried to get feedback from Tibbs and Layden on it, and, and you do hear that. You hear... You know, Stan Van Gundy was on ESPN saying that he talked to people in the organization who said it was the best practice of the year for the energy, for the competitiveness. And I, I've heard similar things in terms of the reaction of, of, of Tom and Scott with that. And, um, you know, I, I do think that, that some players liked it. I think there are Jimmy Butler fans in that locker room that welcomed him back and loved the intensity and loved all of that. But there are other people 
who see all of the context around that around this and said this is a disaster. I mean, they practice. They canceled practice on Thursday for a reason, guys. Like yeah, I know. it's not like you know, you know they went running and hiding. You know, they didn't want this to happen again. Jimmy's not even in Milwaukee. You know, so are you back with the team? Like, no, you're not back with the team. And so, um, you know, it 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 just it 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 speaks to a disconnect that we've seen from Tom Thibodeau this whole way through about you know minimizing the personality parts of this. No, it's no big deal. You just got to show up and work hard. Yep. It is a big deal. You have to do more than show up and work hard, and that's why. Things are so splintered right now. So, Johnny, if the reports are true, when basically Jimmy ran roughshod and and nobody did a thing on Wednesday, how on earth does Tibbs, and, and I don't care, I mean, uh, Ataj might have liked it, Tibbs might have mm-hmm. been ecstatic. How does Tibbs, though, keep that locker room? Because if you're yeah. the coach and you're getting and you're getting words to begin with M and F directed at you and the GM and you don't do a thing, if I'm a veteran or young player, I'm going to take nothing that you tell me from here on out seriously. Well, yeah, I think that's an issue that he has to face. There's no doubt. Now, I, I think that the, some of the the Butler people in Butler's corner will say, hey, that's how Jimmy is all the time. He's just confrontational. He gets in people's grill. He speaks his mind. And it is a little over the top. And you sort of have to take it with a grain of salt. That's you know, All of that can be true, but not from a guy who is – actively trying to orchestrate his way out of here, who had ESPN waiting at his house to tell them about this after he got out of practice. Like, you don't think that Carl Anthony Towns is looking at this and saying, hey, you know, yeah, maybe I have faults. I'm 22 years old. I'm trying to figure all this out. Maybe some people don't think that I'm the greatest leader yet or anything like that. But I can tell you one thing. I'm not going to be doing anything like this. When I'm upset, Carl Anthony Towns was upset all summer. He didn't, you know, that's why do you think that the contract situation dragged on as long as it was? He was upset. Did he ever say anything? No. Did he light anybody up publicly? No. Did he cause a scene? No. And, and so when you show, when Jimmy Butler does that, when your guy does that in your face, and you don't say anything about it, and you think this is good, this is only going to come back to hurt him in the end, whether it's today, tomorrow, or three months from now. Like, I just don't see how he has the same level of, of influence uh, with the team going forward, or at least with the most important guys on the team. It's just it, 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 it's, it's mind-boggling to me. And, Johnny, you know, I, I go back to what Jimmy said in the in the Rachel Nichols interview, when she asked him, you know, when did you talk to Tibbs? And it was he said it was four days after the season. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, so because to me it's like that's more of an indictment on Tibbs because if Jimmy's telling you four days after the season, which I'm assuming four days after the Rockets knocked them out of the playoffs, so we're talking late April here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming that. He had this sort of conversation, or at least a similar conversation with Tibbs about all of this stuff. How do you go, if you're Tibbs, how do you go through an entire offseason? Carl Anthony Towns is, you you need to have a conversation with him about his contract. You're not having that conversation. Jimmy's voicing his frustrations, and you're not, and it's almost like he just spent the entire offseason just dragging his feet and just thinking, oh, this will just fix itself. And as the president of basketball operations, he has to do more than that. 
Yeah, he does, Manny. You're right. And, and you know why he didn't? Because he knows that the sooner, as soon as he trades Jimmy Butler, he's saying, I'm, I'm out of here too. Yeah. Jimmy is his guy. Like, that's the, the guy that he built this around, the guy that he needed. And he, what he did probably was hope that, similar to what the Lakers did with Kobe Bryant, when Kobe asked for a trade, they held mm-hmm. it off. But you know how they held it off? They engaged Kobe. They communicated with him. They listened to him and tried. They didn't placate him, but they tried to do some things to bring it back from the edge. Now, they had Los Angeles. They had the Lakers mystique. They had all of that going for them, which is a lot easier than if you're in Minnesota with the Timberwolves. But they engaged. What Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden did all summer long was ignore. And that's what brought Jimmy Butler to this point. You know, KG was really upset that, that it all went public, but Jimmy had no other option. Like, he tried to do it privately. He tried to do it the quiet way and the right way, and nobody was listening. And so that's why it spilled out the way that it has. And, and so, yes, I mean, part of this is very much an indictment of Jimmy and how, how ugly he's able to make it and what his priorities are. But part of it is also an absolute indictment of Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden for not taking this seriously enough. Or if they did take it seriously, not engaging and trying to do things to fix whatever were Jimmy's problems were. Just thinking Jimmy it could fix itself almost. The whole summer. Yeah, yep, yep, they, they, they just ignored it. Oh, it's not a big deal. That's what I heard all summer long, guys, was I kept telling people, you got a problem here. Like, there are serious chemistry issues. This is not sustainable. And all you heard from inside that organization was, oh, you're making too big of a deal out of this. Tom Thibodeau said it at the State Fair. It's all overblown. Never heard any of that from Jimmy. Well, now they're hearing it right from Jimmy. And they're still not doing anything about it. And so, you know, it, it's, it's leadership, guys. Like, yeah. that's what it comes down to is, is leadership. And, and, and Tibbs' rant today, this morning, was – you know, we got it. Everything has to be about the team. The team is the most important thing. The team, the team, the team. This stuff with Jimmy Butler is all about Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And the guys who are not on the same page see that. And they see Tom Thibodeau defending this or not, at least not addressing it uh, head on that way and saying Jimmy's going, is crossing the line or doing anything like that. And so every time he goes to bat in some way, shape, or form for Jimmy, he loses some of the other guys that he absolutely needs. John Krasinski, where's Glenn Taylor? Uh, I don't know exactly. Uh, I don't know if he's in Mankato. I don't know if he's down in Florida at his place down there. He, but what he has been trying to do is avoid being the guy who does a unilateral move. And, you know, everyone's been expecting that for, since this thing really started. And he is trying to get Tibbs on board. And it just hasn't happened yet. And, and the, the question is, is how long will he wait for that to happen? Correct. Would he, I mean, what, what would cause him to tell Tom, look, it, it's going to cost me, me a lot, or I'm going to fire you with cause and, and allow you to sue me. But you're done. I can't. I can't continue this. We, we are. We are again the laughing stock of the entire National Basketball Association. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have that answer, Judd. Um, you know, I, I do think that Tibbs enters this season on the hottest of hot seats, um, but I don't have an indication that anything is imminent with him that way. Um, and and so I 
I think that Glenn is, which is what he's done for two years since Tibbs has been here, is basically said, "Okay, we'll, we'll go your way. Let's see how it goes," and is going to let Tibbs kind of show him whether it's working or not. Obviously, it's not working right now. I don't know how long that goes before he decides himself, like, "Okay, this is too much." How much is too much? I don't know what where that point is. Are we going to see a trade this weekend? Do you think, John? I don't. I I don't know, guys. Um, I think uh, you know. Th- I, there is one person in the organization who wants to make a trade. The other guy who I, I don't know. There's questions that he really does want to make a trade, and that's Tibbs. And and so um, I I I mean I think that a lot of the market has dried up right now because of all the drama and because they know that Jimmy is willing to make this thing as ugly as possible. There's no reason for teams to be clamoring and banging down the door to give them a very good offer. And so if a, if a deal does come this weekend or right before the season starts, they, I, I, I have to think that the Wolves will have come off some of their positions by a by a considerable margin, and do you really want to do that? I don't know, but I I, I absolutely know they continue to explore it, but it, it's hard to find real viable options out there right now. Last thing, sir, if, if no trade is made, do you believe that next Wednesday when the Wolves open in San Antonio, Jimmy Butler will be on the floor with them? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, they're they're preparing for that as we speak, um, wow. and they, you know they're trying to. To make that happen, um, or if he is still on the roster, he's going to play. I think that's the plan. And good luck, you know. Get we'll your popcorn. See how it goes. Get your popcorn yeah. ready, Johnny Krasinski. Let's hope he doesn't yeah, get absolutely. hurt. If that's the case, John, we got to hope you're he doesn't right. get hurt, man. No, you're right. This you're could, right. Bo- yeah, this absolutely. could make Moss look like small potato. Moss in 2010 is going to look like a walk in the park. Yeah, yeah, no, and what they're what they're counting on is Jimmy's competitiveness and pride coming through and having him play hard. But will other people play hard with him? I mean, it's there's so many tentacles to this. It's 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 a, it's unbelievable. Wow! Thank you, sir. Thanks, John. Appreciate the time. You got it. Thanks, guys. Johnny. Bye. John Krasinski, the Athletic does a fantastic job. As I said, go to their site now. It is a pay site, but he's got a piece up there with uh, Kevin Garnett that is absolutely fantastic. KG talking about uh, the Butler situation and plenty more, including his relationship with Glenn Taylor and where things stand with that. Will number 21 be raised to the rafters? That question is pretty much answered in Krasinski's piece. Let's take a break, come back. Chris Long joins us next. Mackie and Judd. Now, back to Mackie and Judd. Hello, boy. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. So what do you think? <laughs> it's pretty cool, I guess. On 1500 ESPN. You guys, for you, your job is the drama. We're, you know, our job is to get ready to play. So I understand you got a job to do. We have a job to do. And that's what we have to do. We're not going to get into daily behavior and and stuff like that we know what we have to do in practice we understand how we have to practice uh and that's what we're going to focus on that's right chris long you it's guys like you yeah, my who job carry, is drama you exactly carry around, right you carry around your damn microphones and cameras and you try and get jimmy butler to say and poor jimmy doesn't want to talk to anybody he doesn't want to talk to tv he rachel nichols shows up unannounced i'm sure right by his pool table and what's the guy to do but talk it's all your fault. Yeah, you're all, you're too concerned with daily behavior. We Chris Long. we like the drama. That's what it is. I always love that one. Where does this? If w- there wasn't drama, don't don't get. Me Where started. does this one? I'm sure, of course, I'm biased. I, it, it means people are picking up newspapers, course, clicking yes. on websites, watching television, mm-hmm. seeing radio. Sure, is it good business for us? Yes. 
Some in the business do create drama. By and large, we do not. We are there but, to observe what goes on. Yep. Okay. We are not. We didn't. None of us said. You know what you should do? Ignore Jimmy Butler's trade request that he gave you. Yeah. To to his words, four days after the season, call his bluff. No, realize. Well, we're not going to get any kind of value for him the way things have been going. So let's just sit on him, and he'll come back, and things will be just fine. This is his. Hearing that soundbite, I'm as mad about this situation as I. Oh been. wait, wait, wait! But Tibbs, Tibbs now I'm creating drama. Tibbs told us that that <laughs> Butler, that Butler, it's fine. What did you think of Jimmy doing a national interview right after that practice? It is what it is. It's it, you know today in today's world, you know this is what you know. There's it's it's a different world. You know it's there's all the social media. It's the accessibility. It's you know it is what it is. So. Um, you know, I have no problems with a with a guy uh, doing interviews. It's it's what happens, you know, and you know you, I want the team to be first. Take a deeper, calm yourself down. Except for when there's respect and leadership, they don't do it. They don't do it. Yeah. San Antonio Spurs don't do this. New England Patriots don't do this. You know, Minnesota, and if you do Minnesota, do that, Minnesota in any Vikings, of those places, you're gone. Minnesota Vikings don't do this. Anymore. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Very important. Ellipses. Anymore. It is respect for your teammates, for your coach, for your organization, for your owner. And I'm not faulting Jimmy Butler and saying it's not there. There isn't anything to respect. There isn't any. I got to calm down. There isn't no, any. No, it's fine. In the absence Keep it of, at a 10. In the 11. Absence, Go up to 11. This happens in sports. This happens in circles of friends. This happens in businesses. In the absence of leadership. You have chaos. This is absolute chaos. And Jimmy Butler's the only, not the only one, the primary one that has a stake right now. He has one year left on his contract. He has to do something to preserve his value. And he thought his best way to do that was force a trade. It's not playing for a team that, in his words, can't win, can't give him what he needs, and can't set him up to get a max contract next year. Now, I don't know if he's a max guy, but that's... That's not even, but that's not even the point. But now. a good leader would have figured out a way, and I'm not faulting Tom Thibodeau. You should. This is ownership. This is Layden. Where's he been? This is this is the all right. All right town, wait, wait, this wait, is wait. Towns and Wiggins. I Scott's an okay guy. I know Scott a little bit, but let's then, let's. Wouldn't it be good? To let's hear, be upfront here. But couldn't he come mitigate Scott, this? Scott. But he's not going to give you anything. Scott Layden. Scott Layden. Scott Layden is the puppet. On oh, Tibbs' knee, look, on the totem pole. When of Tibbs, blame, Tibbs has two voices, level. he's got the Tibbs. Sure, he's got the Tibbs voice, and he's got a laden voice. He says, "Scott, what do you think?" Well, Tom, I think that we shouldn't do a thing with Jimmy Butler. He's a fantastic player. Wouldn't it be a decent thing to have another voice saying that, though? Well, even if it's well, Tibbs' we, words coming out of Layden's mouth, wouldn't that be a good, better look than what we've been getting? Well, the whole—I'm not faulting Layden. Don't, don't. I'm faulting them all, right? But Tom, but but Glenn Taylor being completely absent is a continuing embarrassment. But Tibbs, as I said before, is incompetent to be doing this job. He shouldn't He shouldn't be alive. He should be removed from this job because he simply can't do it. I, I'm, I, go ahead. Rono, I was just going to say, and this is why you don't give guys both yeah. jobs. And I'm okay with Glenn Taylor. Look, as someone who grew up watching the, the Washington Redskins, I've seen what meddling owners can do. In this day and age, you don't want... <laughs> And you want Jerry Jones is too much. Um, Dan Snyder is too much. You want Craig Leopold. 
you, I'm going to hire you. Go do look. Yeah. And there's people who are critical of him. But no, I get. You I hire a guy and you let him do the job. I know what you're saying. Until such point you realize again, don't meddle. I, I would argue maybe Glenn Taylor has meddled too much. Um, I don't have a problem with hands off owners. Now, the owner's got to have his finger on the button and know when to blow it up. And I think we're well past that. Now, would it have cost him a lot of money and a lot of trust from the fan base capital to be burned if he had blown up Tom Thibodeau? Last week, last month, at the end of last year? Sure. I don't know that that's the right move, but I think that's the only move I'd like to see an owner make. But I think if you're Glenn, you have to, and and again, it's his money, and I'm, you know, I can't, I don't have $24 million in my back pocket to just buy off Tom Thibodeau or anything like that. But if you're Glenn, you have to think, you have to weigh, like, okay, what, what, what's going to happen here if I, keep Tom Thibodeau around even longer, what could be the ramifications of that versus what could happen if I decide to just break this thing now and you, move you, forward? You just you can't go through another rebuild. The peak can't be a first-round loss. And and sure, you could say, well, Townsend Wiggins alone should be enough to carry most teams to the playoffs. Well, maybe not in the West right now. And you've got to make sure you've got the right coach. And I just don't know they've got the right coach. Well, you, don't, you don't have the right coach or, or the proper president of basketball operations. Your basketball department right now is not being run. If what Jimmy Butler says is true. I could have signed Towns to that contract. You could have. Right. Let, my well, wife why, my why. wife and dog could have signed. I mean, I mean, that's why some of these guys don't have agents got, anymore. They've got no one in charge right, right. now. Right. It, it, I don't want to make this go too much deep, but yeah. It, you're, you're, it's radio. Go you right ahead. You needed to realize. You've got all the time in the world. You needed to realize. And get mad, too. I right? had no problem bringing in. I was right there with the chorus saying Jimmy Butler's exactly what this team needs. Me, too. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people felt that way. Todd Gibson's a good player. Jeff Teague is a good player. Luol Dang might be a good player still. Yeah. That's not the kind of team you put together around Carl Anthony Towns and, and, and Andrew Wiggins. Now, I am not a basketball guy. That is not the sport I But I know. You've got this young core. You don't bring in veterans with a strong-headed veteran that already had ties to these guys in his last stop. Unless you know, and this is why we're all on board, I'm not breaking any new ground here. You figured Dibs had the, 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 the code to that combination lock that locks up Jimmy Butler's head. That was the whole reason this was supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Clearly he doesn't. And if you were going to blow it up, you needed to blow it up four days after last. When he said he wanted out, yes. that's fine. yes. Now, find a Thank way. You. Yes. you have tradable assets other than Jimmy Butler. Find a way. We're going to try to win next year. Now, this goes to your point and everybody's point about the coach-GM paradox. Coach wants to win now. GM's mm-hmm. looking down the road. Could you put enough of a team together with younger players that would be better three years from now than right now that might still make the playoffs this and year? See, the thing of That's it is, your job. And see, That's the thing of it is, when Jimmy tells you four days after the Rockets bounce you from the playoffs or whenever the hell it was, when he tells you that, you got to start. The first thing you got to do is, okay, if you want to still try and see if you can change his mind, I get it. But you've got to be thinking about, okay, if I can't convince him to change his mind, now what's next? You have to set a deadline for what's yourself. What's next? Because at that point, it's before the draft. Yeah. It's before free agency. Yeah. You've got options. So you've got a lot more options. Now, you don't have any options. Right. You've already, based on what... 
apparently might have gone down with conversations with the Miami Heat last weekend. <laughs> you might have screwed that Did up. Did you guys see my favorite report of all of was, this stuff came out Sedano, last night? Sedano's report. Bleacher report. Yeah. Yeah. Sedano, who actually is used to work ESPN, for the Heat, correct? Yeah, used okay. to work for the Heat, I think. Here's a report last night that came out that Bleacher Report picked up that the last conversation between Tibbs and Riley... Reportedly. Reportedly be, was... Yeah. Reportedly, well, I, I'm sure it's true. Well, the deal was done. Yeah, the and deal, they swapped and, medicals. And then, Tibbs, and then Tibbs goes in and asks for more, and Riley calls him a word that begins with... The first word begins with M, and the second word begins with F, and hangs up the phone. A mom liker. I think that's, you know what, good for you, Pat Riley. And you know what, I wouldn't talk to that SOB again. And that was the only dance partner you had. Houston, there was that rumor. I don't know whatever happened to that. But that was the only dance partner you had. Well, supposedly mm-hmm. they, they wanted Houston to include P.J. Tucker, and Houston wouldn't include him. Who knows? And I, I there's no way in my mind that Tibbs you can't, is going to trade is going to trade Jimmy Butler to a Western Conference team. You can't negotiate with teams 72 hours before the season starts. To no. Manny's point, but what happens on Do Wednesday? Do it that's, before that, the draft. But what, that is why when Jimmy said, right, right, four right. Days but what happens? Season, but what happens on Wednesday? He's. I agree. I mean, he has to play. He has to play for himself. He's in a contract year. Yeah. He's got to play. Okay, but his next step. I, I'm pretty convinced his next practice step is going to be to punch somebody right in the face. I secretly what Tibbs going to do? I secretly hope it happens Wednesday night somewhere in the middle of the first and second quarter. Would be great. Or I take it in a second. Or how about? Wiggins just finally pops. Let's do this Hollywood style. <laughs> Third quarter, they're down. Let's say they're up seven at halftime. All's well. They're playing well. The third, third quarter, quarter here come the Spurs. They outscore them like 20 to seven. There's a minute left in the third. They're in the huddle. And the little camera that they put that hovers over the huddle sitting there. And you see Butler turn and say something out of the corner of his mouth to Andrew Wiggins. And Wiggins' eyes just light up like we've never seen before. And he just turns and decks him. Then... <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the music plays. I didn't even plan Can that. Tibbs let him go. These are the days of our wolves. You could have your first ever single team bench clearing brawl where everybody's picking sides and the Spurs and maybe the referees just stand by and watch it and just let's see who does Tyus Jones go after? Who does Gorgie go after? Well, somebody's got to go after Tibbs, well, right? Gorgie and Jeff Teague are already going after media members on Twitter. According, yes, but according to Butler, Tibbs would just stand on the bench and go, no, this is good. This is good. We're fired it's up. That, it's that meme. This is good. Yeah. Wiggins, this, the, the light came on. The, it's that meme with the, with or that gif with the dog that's, yeah. it, that's sitting Everything's in the fire. Fine. Yeah, this is fine. But even better, like he'd be like, <laughs> oh, finally, somebody got Wiggins is on. Like, here we go. Finally. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, this is I I don't unreal. hope that. I think now, you're right. Now I am making drama. I don't hope that that happens, but oh, I do. Everything's on the table at this point. It's a great I love it. But but you know what though, seriously speaking, the worst thing that could absolutely happen and it it wouldn't surprise me just considering that this is just how things have gone for the franchise for 30 years is that Butler plays and then he gets injured. Right. And then you can't move him at all. Like and for Butler loses money on his contract. Yep. Yeah, that's the worst. And I think Butler knows that. But he doesn't have a choice at this point, which is why he's been behaving the way he's been behaving the last week. We, gentlemen, have some breaking Vikings news on the injury report, Ooh. and it's uh, not good for Sunday's game. We'll come back and give that to you next. People, people, I have an important announcement. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout. Whoa. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. 
We're online and ready. On 1500 ESPN. All right, quick check on your traffic. Your 94 westbound. We have a crash in St. Paul between uh, Marion and Kellogg Boulevard and uh, Dale Street. That's adding about six minutes to your commute. And also 169 southbound. We have a crash in Golden Valley uh, near Highway 55, adding about uh, three minutes to your commute there. Judd, what sort of Viking news do you have, sir? Ah, the breaking variety type, Manny Hill. Vikings. Is, is there any other kind these days in the news business? <laughs> Vikings injury report is out. Uh, Riley Reef, the starting left tackle who Uh-oh. left last week's game, uh, will n- not play. Has been declared out for Sunday's game. I would have bet on that being the case, unfortunately. I, I, Which yeah. means Rashad Hill gets, and I know it's the Cardinals, but we once thought, well, it's just the Bills. Rashad Hill gets moved to left tackle. Brian O'Neill, who was on the injury report with an elbow all week but ne- but did not miss any practice time, I'm assuming is going to start at right tackle now. Uh, Andrew Sandejo, their safety, is out with a groin injury. He's been declared out, as have uh, Tayshawn Bauer, the defensive end, and Everson Griffin again. And Delvin Cook was full in practice on Thursday. For the first time in a month. Limited today. But he's going to go. And so they've now they've declared him oh, questionable. I didn't see limited so today. He might have had a setback. So, yeah, he mm. went from being limited, full, limited, which might, which well, I would never say doesn't mean a thing. Mike Zimmer was talking today. It sounded like he was preparing for Dalvin Cook to go. But it's a hamstring. They've got to get him. Like, you can't. This isn't one where I want him. If, if it's going to take an, another week, I think you take that week. When's this, the bye? Uh, four uh, games from now. Yeah, they've week, got they've got the Cardinals. Nine. They're at the Jets. They've got the Saints here, and then the Lions here, and then the bye. So you can't just well, I, I mean, yeah, they I'm, need him. But I'm just but a hamstring's the type of thing where you know I, I'm pr- I'm pretty convinced now he came back in that Rams game, played a half of that game, and, and something it. went tweak. So you think him being limited in this case was just being just a precautionary. I would assume. Who knows? Well, the way I I would go the other way, just the way Zimmer's been talking, but you never know. It could be a full smoke screen. Correct. I'm inclined to think that. that Go full go yesterday. Just see if you can do it. Mm -hmm. If you tweak it, at least we know. Now take it easy today. But who knows? Every time I'm optimistic about things like that, I'm wrong. So if if I say, it's fine. He just was limited today. This is fine. Every time time I try and be the optimist, I'm wrong. So I always say, ah, looks like there's something wrong. Trying to read the tea leaves is always tough. But I would guess that he's probably going to play. Um, You know, you hope against Arizona that you get enough of a lead that you can pull him and not have to use him too much. but But Judd, have you ever really assumed that anything is really fine? Well, we, we, don't, we don't call you no. panic for nothing no. here. Every he once in a while, I try to, and I'm always wrong. I always like I'll be like, "Ah, Delvin Cook, he did." They just held him back a little bit, and then I end up being completely wrong. So now I just assume that all hell is breaking loose. <laughs> Although this is, I'm hard pressed to remember the last time that the Vikings had a good team and got this little discussion during the course of a week. Well, Be- because of the Butler thing, we haven't had any, we've never seen anything. I, I wrote it's one of my leads. I've never st- today. I'm going to have to say it on the air. I can't ever remember any team in any sport having something quite like this on the eve of the season. A holdout's one thing, right? right. A holdout is, is one thing. This is a guy coming in and actively trying to get himself. Do you know who this is good sabotaging? News for? Do you know who, who should be delighted? Do you know who should send a thank you note by courier across the street? The twins, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because. 
Because if it weren't for the Wolves, we, we could have talked about the Miguel Sano plan, which is to check in with him every 10 days, sometimes via phone. Hey, Miguel, what's up? You gotten fatter lately? Okay, good. Thanks. See you at spring training. You sound skinnier. <laughs> Honest to God. I, I had that in my Miguel? note for like three days in my notes to try and get to. The Miguel Sano plan. This guy that you See? is a key to your future. You're gonna call. You're going to check in on him every once in a while. You're going to allow him to stay at home in the Dominican, where, by the way, he already had some issues. And, and you're gonna I, hey, call him up. It was inadvertent. Three a.m. It was inadvertent. He didn't mean to back over the cop. Hey, inadvertent. I mean, we've all had. We've all been there. Don't get me wrong. Hit cops, you hit cops. When when Zolgat's clubbing in downtown Minneapolis, I always yell. I always roll down the window and say, "Everybody, move from behind my car." Where were you clubbing at downtown Minneapolis? (laughs) Back in the day, Manny, you didn't know me. You didn't know me back in the late eighties. When Judd was a kid, there was no real downtown Minneapolis. I mean, it was there, but you didn't want to be there. I would get in my horse and buggy every Saturday night, and I would back it up. And sometimes there was a cop back there. I said, "I didn't mean to hit you." Ride the steam train in from Wazetta. Yeah, Minnetonka, you smart pants. No, the train goes to Wazetta. Oh, I was kind of going to say, no, the trolley. Old train station I know I rode the trolley. I rode the old trolley. So this would have been like early, mid, early to mid nineties. It would have been er, very early nineties. Yeah, I think my I think my best days were yeah, downtown Minneapolis was not a place you wanted to hang out in the early nineties, from what I've heard. Murderapolis, baby. Yeah. yeah. Mur- by deem that by the New York Times. The New York Times came here and did yeah. a big piece, big piece they and also, they also, took all those murder apples. They also said our favorite dish was apple salad, didn't they? I'm okay. Wasn't then. that them? Yes, it was them. So. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Long. Appreciate it. Thanks, Enjoy your weekend, boys. You too. All right, let's take a break. TCL Broadcast Studios, when we return, we will be at full strength. That's debatable. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. So long, losers. On 1500 ESPN. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.